Welcome to Brush Up. Brush Up, your refresher on iconic historical events, fun facts, and much more. Stay tuned. I'm Roberto. I'm Judy. I'm from Quito, Ecuador. And I'm an American from France. We're both history enthusiasts. And today we've whipped up some of our favorite facts about the Olympic Games. Today we'll talk about three main aspects of the Olympics. First, we'll talk about the history of the ancient Olympic Games and how they unfolded. Then, we're going to discuss about the broader context of the ancient Olympic Games. Finally, we'll talk about the modern Olympic Games and how they started. So let's start by laying out a little bit of a background. The ancient Olympic Games began about 3,000 years ago, before the 8th century before Christ. The first recorded games were in 776 BC, but there may have even been games 500 years before that. These games were held in Olympia, which is a city located in the Peloponnese Peninsula, about 300 kilometers away from Athens. At the time, Olympia was a religious sanctuary because Zeus is said to have resided there at some point. It was a meeting place for religious and political activities. There are various theories about the specific origin of the games, but we do know that they began as a religious festival because they were held in honor of the god Zeus, who is considered the king of gods. At the time, both the ancient Greek and Roman were polytheistic societies that worship multiple gods. They even consider that any athlete's victory at these events was decided by the gods themselves. So there are a couple possible legends around the founding of the Olympic Games. The first one is that Heracles, who you might know as Hercules in Latin, founded the games. He was the son of Zeus and Alcamini, who was a mortal woman. Another theory states that Zeus instituted the games as a commemoration of his battle with Cronos. Cronos is the king of the Titans and the god of time. So we could conclude that the origin of these games is unclear. The Olympic Games started happening every four years, and that period of time started being referred to as an Olympiad, those four years. Let's not forget that the Olympic Games name came from the city Olympia, and not from the time reference, the Olympiad. The objectives of these games were to honor various gods, show off the performance of young men, and finally better relationships between different Greek cities. At the time... Ancient Greece was organized into these city-state structures that were politically and economically independent, but they had to collaborate, but also compete for resources. In order to participate, athletes had to be male, of Greek origin, and not as slaves. Married women were not allowed to participate in, nor attend the games. The priestess of Demeter, the highest priestess of the goddess of agriculture and fertility, was the only woman allowed in these games. She actually had a special seat at the games because she was a very elevated and respected member of society. Over the years, the games evolved a lot. They started as a one-day event until around 684 before Christ, when they were extended to three days and finally to five days in 472 before Christ. At their peak, the third day of the games were especially important because they made a huge sacrifice of 100 cows to Zeus, and then those cows were used in a big feast. So it looked like they had a surplus of cows, or maybe they just like a lot of meat. Anyways, at the beginning, the games were held exclusively in the sanctuary of Olympia itself. There was a stadium called the Stadium, where most sports were held. At the beginning of these Olympic Games, there was only one sport featured, which was running, through a race that was close to our 200 meters today. The first recorded Olympic victor was called Corybus, and he was a cook from Ellis, and he won one of those races. Later on, two new races will be added, one that is close to the 400 meters, and another one close to the 1500 meters. 
all races would end at a sacred olive tree near the stadium that was said to be protected by Zeus. The victory wreath awarded to the winner was cut from this sacred olive tree. Eventually, there were a total of six events featured in the games over the years, running, wrestling, pancreation, which was a form of martial art, there were equestrian competitions, and finally a pentathlon that included five events, racing, long jump, a disc throw, the javelin throw, and finally a wrestling match between the top two athletes. It's important to highlight that although women were not allowed to participate in the games, Kiniska of Sparta was the first woman to be listed as a victor, not because she competed, but because she owned the horse that won an equestrian event. And at the time, the owners were the ones crowned with the victory, as opposed to the riders. Athletes competed naked at the time as a tribute to Zeus, to show harmony between the mind and the body, and also to show off their musculature and intimidate their opponents. Maybe they were just hot. I think a lot of people walked around naked at the time. So to protect their naked bodies from the sun and from whips, they covered their skin in olive oil and then in sand. What do you mean by whips? So actually at the beginning of the games, they swore an oath that they would respect the rules. But if they didn't respect the rules or if they performed poorly, the judges and their coaches could actually whip them with a stick. That tradition has not been kept up today, in case you were wondering. Now let's move on to a wider context of the ancient Olympic Games. The ancient Olympic Games were actually quite political in nature. At the time, ancient Greece, as we mentioned, was organized into these city-states. So during the period of the Olympic Games, every four years, a truce was called. This was referred to as Ekesharia, sorry for the butchering, and it was established by three kings from different city-states, so that the athletes and attendees could travel and attend peacefully. At the time, Greeks didn't have social media, so the only way they knew about the beginning of the truce was through the announcement by three runners that would pass through several villages giving the news. During the truce, armies were not allowed to enter Olympia, and legal disputes, as well as the death penalty, were prohibited. So, interestingly enough, some records show that at some point in time, Spartans were forbidden from attending the games because they violated the truce. They were fined because of this, but they contested it. And during the Peloponnesian War, which pitted Athens against Sparta, but affected all of ancient Greece, the Olympics were really used to announce different alliances and offer sacrifices to gods for victory. The games quickly expanded over time. Eventually, the Olympic Games gave birth to the wider Panhellenic Games, of which there were four types, honoring different gods. And by the way, Panhellenic comes from the Greek, Pan, that means all, and Hellen, that means Greek. So of course you had the Olympic Games, which we just described in depth. Then you have the Pythian Games, which honored Apollo, the god of light and reason, the Ithmian Games, which honored Poseidon, the god of the sea and horses, and the Nemean Games, which also honored Zeus. And all of these started around 6th century BC. It's important to mention that there was only one winner for each of these games. But interestingly enough, the winner would receive a different wreath or crown depending on the game. For example, olives will be used for Olympia, laurel for the Pythian games, pine for the Itzmian games, and wild celery for the Nemean games. They really had the short end of the stick at the Nemean games. Fun fact! Victory in ancient Greece was often represented in the form of a winged woman who was known as Nike, 
which means victory in Greek. She was somewhat the servant or the messenger for gods, and she would fly down onto the chosen victor and bring them a reward for their victory, such as the wreath. And you may have guessed it, but this is what inspired Nike to use that name for its brand. In general, sport and competitions were important in ancient Greece. In addition to the Panhellenic Games, major sports competitions were held in Athens. They were known as the Panathenaic Games, and they were part of the biggest festival in Athens, which was held every four years in honor of the goddess Athena, the goddess of wisdom and war. One remarkable athlete from the time was Milo of Croton. He lived during the second half of the 7th century BC, and let me tell you, he won six times at the Olympic Games, seven times at the Delphi Games, 10 times at Isthmus of Corinth Games, and nine times at the Nemean Games. He thus became the most crowned athlete of antiquity. Unfortunately, the ancient games will come to an end. Around 146 before Christ, Rome conquered Greece, so Romans could participate in the games. Since this invasion, the games declined in popularity. Emperor Theodosius I, in 393 AD, was a Christian and wanted to convert the empire, so he decided to abolish pagan cults and traditions. Slowly, the Olympia site where the Olympic Games were held disappeared because of vandalism and other natural disasters. But in 1766, the site was rediscovered by an Englishman, Richard Chandler, and later in 1875, archaeological digs to recover the site actually began. 150 wells were discovered, dating back to that time, which helps us know that even in the early years of the Olympics, these were actually quite popular. So finally, we're going to now introduce modern-day Olympics. Fortunately, the Olympic Games were revived after centuries for a couple of reasons. The late 19th century saw a revival fascination with antiquity. Also in 1830, with the help of Russia, Greece was declared an autonomous state from the Ottoman Empire. All these events will eventually lead to 1894, when a Frenchman, Pierre de Coubertin, suggested a plan to relaunch the Olympic Games. He received approval for this idea at a sport conference in Paris, where nine countries were represented. At that point, they formed the International Olympic Committee, which was headed by Coubertin, and in a speech, he emphasized that the Games should promote physical and mental qualities, educate youth for a more peaceful and cooperative world, and instill an international sense of goodwill. And in case you didn't know, he actually emphasized the mental qualities. In the initial years of the modern Olympics, artists could participate in the Olympics and were awarded medals for painting, sculpturing, architecture, literature, and music. The first modern-day Olympics were actually held in 1896 in Athens. At that point, there were 13 countries represented and 280 athletes. They participated in 43 events covering nine main sports. These games kept some of the traditions from ancient Greece. The track and field events from these first games were held in a stadium that had been built for the festivals that used to honor Athena in 330 before Christ, and they were restored for these games. Also, the first ever marathon took place, and it actually followed the 25-mile route of a Greek soldier who had brought news of a victory over the Persians from the city called Marathon to the city called Athens in 490 BC. And that's where marathons get their name. Let's now skip to 1900s, the Paris Olympic Games. It was the first time that women could compete in five different sports. This will bring us to the first female Olympic champion, Charlotte Cooper, a British tennis player. In this case, she actually competed and defeated all her opponents. 
In contrast, it was in the 2012 London Olympic Games that women competed in every single division for the first time. Later, the rules change. Now, you wouldn't only have one winner, you could have three different winners. It is in 1904, in St. Louis, Missouri, that gold, silver, and bronze medals are introduced. And do not be fooled, since in 1912, gold medals have actually been made mostly of silver, with, you know, a gold exterior. In Belgium 1920, the Olympic flag was flown for the first time. The Olympic logo consists of five overlapping rings, the Olympic rings, and their colors are blue, yellow, black, green, and red, and it represents the five continents. Four years later, again in Paris, the first Winter Olympics were held, and it wasn't until 1992 that they started being held two years apart from the Summer Olympics like we do today. In 1928, in the Amsterdam Olympic Games, an old tradition was reintroduced, the Olympic flame. The idea came from ancient Greece. Sacred fires were present at many ancient Greek sanctuaries, including those at Olympia. For the Olympic Games, additional fires were lit to honor Zeus. Now, as you may know, the modern Olympic flame is ignited every two years, and it is done in front of the ruins of the Temple of Hera, who was Zeus's sister and wife. To date, there are only three times in modern history that the Olympic Games did not happen. In 1916, because of World War I, and in 1940 and 1944, because of World War II. It is 1948, and Sir Ludwig Goodman wanted to promote the rehabilitation of soldiers after World War II. So he put together a sporting event between several hospitals at the same time as the 1948 London Olympics. And this will be the beginning of what we know today as the Paralympic Games. The modern Olympic Games continued to be political. So Rule 50 of the Olympic Charter actually states, I quote, No kind of demonstration, political, religious, or racial propaganda is permitted in any Olympic sites, venues, or other areas. But, as you may have guessed, this has not held true. In 1936, the Games were televised for the first time. The Games were held in Berlin, so the Nazis used the event as a way to propagate their ideas of racial supremacy. Over a decade later, in 1948, in the London Games, after World War II, Japan and Germany were banned from participating and the Soviet Union chose to not send a team. 20 years later, in Mexico, a couple of days before the Olympics started, students staged a protest against the Olympic expenditure. The Mexican army opened fire, killing 200 and injuring over a thousand students. This massacre will be known as the Tlatelolco Massacre. And that same year, American athletes Tommy Smith and John Carlos famously took the podium after a 200-meter medal ceremony and both raised their fist in protest for the U.S.'s treatment of black citizens. In the next edition, held in Munich, we will see how 11 Israeli athletes and coaches were killed by Palestinian terrorists at the Olympic Village. Maybe the most devastating event in the Olympics. The last example we'll give you today is 1980, the Moscow Olympics. 65 countries boycotted the event following the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. And these countries included the US, Canada, and also China. Then the Soviets retaliated four years later during the 1984 LA Games, which they did not participate in. So clearly, a lot of politics in these non-political games. Fun fact, Greece, France, the United Kingdom, and Australia are the only countries to have been represented at every Olympic game since their inception in 1896. Currently, Michael Phelps, an American swimmer, 
holds the record for the most Olympic medals. He has 28, including 23 gold medals. He's then followed by two women, actually. Larissa Latinina, a Soviet artistic gymnast, and Pavo Nurmi, a Finnish runner. To date, the US holds by far the most medals, 2,980, followed by the UK, Germany, and France. Next Summer Olympic Games are in Paris, while the winter will be held in Italy. Where do you think they will be held in 2030 or 2034? As a hint, the US, France, Italy, and Japan are the countries that have hosted more games than any other country. So, to sum up our brush up, the ancient Greek Olympic Games began around 3,000 years ago in Olympia to honor Zeus, the king of gods. They grew from a one-day event to a five-day celebration, pitting naked Greek freeborn male athletes against each other in five different sporting events. The games grew and spread over time, giving birth to the Panhellenic Games that involved four different events, including the Olympics. The games ended a couple of centuries after the Romans invaded Greece, when Emperor Theodosius I put an end to any pagan rituals in order to spread Christianity. The modern Olympic Games started again in 1896 in Athens after Pierre de Coubertin pitched the idea. He founded the Olympics in an effort to promote cooperation, but over the years, politics have always found their way in. Michael Phelps holds the most medals to date, except if you count Milo of Croton, an athlete from ancient Greece who won 32 Panhellenic Games. That's all that we got for today. We hope you enjoyed this history brush up. We started this podcast to make history more fun and accessible. If you enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing and giving us a positive rating. We'll catch you in the next episode. In the meantime, share this podcast with your friends and tell us your suggestions by connecting on social media at Brush Up Podcast. We love the support.